Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 79 of Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. And this week I'm taking a break from the hormones again and going back into the life stuff. And the reason I'm doing this episode is because I've actually had a lot of people ask me to do this episode to give the, not the recommendations, but to give feedback on the books that have changed my life. Because I've read so many books over the years. There have been books that I would recommend to people. There are books that I think everybody should read. There are books that I don't think everyone should read. That Certain books are for certain people. So I found it hard to really whittle down the list. And then I just brought it back to me. So the books that have impacted my life in different stages of my life over the years and right up until now and how they were support for me through certain situations in my life and how they've made me change over the years and again in different stages. So I did find it hard to whittle the list down but I I got it down to seven. (laughs) I was hoping to just do five but there were just a couple that I couldn't leave out. Sometimes I feel that books choose us that we don't choose books. I've been given books by people over the years and they've been sitting on my shelf and then one day I'd randomly pick it up and start reading it. And it was literally, I wasn't in a place to hear the message up until that point. So I've still got shelves of books that I haven't read, but I know that at some stage I'm going to get the lessons from them and I'm going to, I'm really going to get the guidance that I need from the words on the page. The first book that really impacted me, and again, this goes back to the book chooses you. I was in a bookstore and this book fell off the shelf in front of me. And back in the day, I would have been someone who would have judged a book by its cover. I always went for the nice and shiny, pretty things, whereas now I don't. And I wouldn't have chosen this book but it literally fell off in front of me. And this book is The Five People You Meet in Heaven. It's by the same author of Tuesdays with Maury. And I'm terrible with authors' names, so do forgive me. I will write the name of all the authors beside the books in the show notes. (laughs) But this book is basically about a man who dies and he meets five people in heaven who have influenced his life or who he has influenced their life really what this book taught me was that any encounter even just one encounter with another human being can change the course of your life forever you can be walking along the streets one day feeling a certain way thinking a certain way and then randomly meet someone who says one sentence to you and your entire mindset will change 
or your entire outlook on life will change. What that did for me was made me realise that we all as humans have the power to completely influence someone's life, to completely change the course of someone's life. What that book has taught me, pure and simple, is to not be a dick. We don't know what goes on in people's lives. We don't know what goes on in people's heads. One encounter with someone could make or break them. One encounter with someone could change the course of someone's life. One smile could keep someone alive. This book changed the course of my life. I was somewhere between 18 and 20 when I read it. And it was the biggest life lesson for me at an early-ish age, from a book anyway. It was the first time where I read a book and I really got a message from it. And that message, pure and simple, don't be a dick. Realise that we impact people's lives all around us on an everyday level. Your actions can make or break someone. Your actions can actually help someone change their entire life for better or worse. So if you get any lesson from it, it's don't be a dick. The next book that changed my life was The Alchemist, which I'm sure so many other people can connect with this. But The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I ended up going on a binge series of Paulo Coelho after reading The Alchemist. But I'll never forget sitting in a coffee shop, Pascal Coffee Shop in Galway. My sister had been telling me to read this book for years. And I finally did. I went, picked it up, sat down and read the introduction. Closed the book, rang my sister and was like, this is going to change everything. And she was like, yeah. I spent the next two days immersed in it. But it took me two days, because it's not a big book, but it took me two days because I kept going back and I kept highlighting everything. But within the introduction, it gave the analogy of the shepherd and the sheep. And within that, that just blew my mind straight away. I've always felt like... Not a black sheep, but I've always felt that I didn't fit in. And I always tried to fit in. I changed myself so much to fit in and to be wanted and to be liked and to be loved. And this book gave me the courage to break free of that. This book showed me that I don't have to be a sheep. I don't have to follow anybody else's wants or needs that I can... I can follow my own path and I can have my own voice. And by doing so, I can go on a massive adventure. This book, The Alchemist, is all about adventure and it's about that search for treasure. Now, spoiler alert, if you haven't read it, there there will be a few spoilers. So if you haven't read it and you want to, maybe stop listening here now. (laughs) But... The Alchemist is all about adventure and searching for treasure. Everybody's treasure is different though. What everybody wants in life and out of life 
is completely different from each other. Like what I want is completely different from what you want. It basically shows us that what we want can be right in front of us, that there's treasure in everything. And when we're searching outside, it's like that saying the grass is always greener on the other side. It never is. The grass is greener where you water it. And if you're searching for happiness somewhere else, outside of yourself, in other people, in certain things, as in I'll be happy when, you're never going to get that happiness. It always comes back to self. And the alchemist really shows you that. But even though we all, we, and we all do it and I do it and I still do it at times, when we go in search of that elusive happiness that's elsewhere, there's still a journey in that and there's still an adventure in that. And it's all the lessons that you're learning on the way. Everything happens in life for a reason. Absolutely everything. There's a stepping stone that is guiding you to the next stage. And you're getting lessons for the next level. So even if you are on that outward search, know that you're still getting the lessons. But the treasure is always going to be within you. You always have to come back to source. The third book on this list is again by Paulo Coelho. We'll, we'll keep it in line. And it's called 11 Minutes. Oh, this book. This book came to me at a time, at a very dark time, about 12 years ago. I was going through an unbearable emotional struggle from past traumas and I I didn't know how to cope at the time. I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing. I didn't know how I was, how I was ever going to get through the feelings of shame and disgust. Eleven Minutes is a book about a, a young Brazilian woman who moves to Switzerland in the hopes of becoming an actress. She was lured there under false pretenses and she ended up not making any money and becoming broke. And then she walked into a bar one night and discovered that there was a whole other world of making money as women of prostitution. Now, yes, she was lured to a different country under false pretenses. But she wasn't lured there to become a prostitute. She made that decision herself. She took the power of her sexuality and used it to support herself. Before reading this book, I always had this idea of prostitution, that these women are forced into it. And now that, don't get me wrong, that is the case a lot of the time with human trafficking, but I'm not going down that rabbit hole today. It was just the realisation that in this book that there are actually some women who purposefully choose to do this. They want to do it. 
And that was mind-boggling to me. But it made me start thinking in a completely different way, especially when it came to sex, about taking your power back as a woman. While reading this book, I had my first encounter with BDSM. Now, I've spoken about my history with BDSM in a couple other podcasts in, in the past. Like, I have no guilt or shame or anything around it. Everybody has their own sexual kinks. It's not something that I'm into now. But there's a reason why I went down that road. Partly influenced by 11 minutes. Because how I saw it was this woman was taking her sexual power back. Not even taking it back, but she was standing in her own power with this choice of being a prostitute. She could say yes, she could say no, she could say when and how. There was money being exchanged and that was it. For me, after experiencing my my first encounter with BDSM while reading this book, I really had to go away and think about things. And I did. And I decided that that was my way of getting my power back from working through the traumas that I, that I was going through at that time. So I ended up going down the path of BDSM. And it was... It was beneficial in some ways. It was detrimental in other ways. It made me view sex in a completely different way. For me though, while experiencing these these nights, I, I switched off my emotions. We all have that switch that we can flick on and off and I switched off my emotions because I couldn't deal with the with the hard ones. That sh- shame is the hardest emotion to feel. And I couldn't deal with them. And I had shame around exploring BDSM. But the shame, the other internal shame was a hell of a lot more. And I used BDSM for control so that I felt like I was in control of my life but then also for punishment. So I would switch from dom to sub and it would all depend on what it was that I needed or what it was that I wanted. Did I need to feel like I was in control or did I need to be punished? And now subsequently I've discovered what all that means through somatic therapy and the likes of coupling. So when I'd be angry... I'd always feel like I had to be punished. So I had coupled anger and punishment together. And I used either self-harm in my earlier years or else then the BDSM in my early 20s. Well, no. Yeah, early to mid-20s. But it was 11 minutes that brought me to the point of I can do this and I can stay strong in my power. I have the choice and I'm choosing to do this. Looking back, <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty vision. But it brings me back to the alchemist. That we're searching externally for something that's internal. But there's always 
lessons on the journey. There's always going to be gold within those journeys, even if we're not doing it in the right way. Who says it's not the right way? It's whatever way you're doing it at that moment. Do I regret my time doing any of that? No. For for a short period after I did. But now, no. Because I got so many lessons from it. I learned so much about myself. And so much about my emotional body. And how to read and feel my body. Because I had to pull myself out of it. I had to turn my emotions back on. And feel everything. It was shit. But it was worth it. So I am grateful for that book and that time in my life. The next book is a book called Mutant Message Down Under by Margot. Can't remember her surname again. I will put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh, wow, this book. Again, this is a book my sister was telling me to read for years she actually gave me a copy and it was I just had it left on my shelf and then one day I picked it up and I read it or I started reading it and wow this book came at the exact the exact moment that I needed it to come because somebody had come into my life and I had this almighty pull towards them I hadn't experienced anything like it before that instant draw pull it was like a magnet and I couldn't understand it and then when I read this book it put everything into perspective or it made sense of things for me so this book is a story about a woman who goes to Australia and she meets with an Aboriginal tribe and the elder of an Aboriginal tribe and she's brought on walkabout and it's a story how now I read this book twice I reread it recently and the the first time I read it this is what I got from it that before we come down to this earth we make packs we make what's known as soul contracts or soul packs with other souls to meet at certain stages of our life to teach us to teach each other to learn to grow and we have no choice in these meetings you're going to be drawn towards people for a reason and when that happens you have to pay attention to that Now the person that had come into my life at that time is someone who has had a massive impact on my life and someone who was very significant and always will be. I learned so much about myself through this person. But that book, reading it at the time, it helped me make sense of, okay, there's some higher cosmic reason for us meeting. There's lessons here that need to be learned there's guidance there's whatever at the time I didn't know what it was now I do know 
and meeting that person again brings me back to the five people that you meet in heaven has forever changed the course of my life my life was going in one direction and it's now gone in a different direction after meeting them we met a pact to teach each other and we taught each other a lot but that book helped me to understand it at the time why they had come into my life and then when I reread it recently I got a whole other different lesson from it completely different it was more about connecting in with earth mother earth mother Gaia mother nature really connecting as a feminine with the world around me the moon the stars the ocean everything how we have to respect her and we have to care for her because we're hurting her right now so yeah and it's that lesson was in the book the first time around but it wasn't what I was hearing it was this time around is what I was hearing but I do feel that that is a book everybody should read The next three books are ones that I've read very recently, within the last year, actually. And they have impacted me something wicked. The next two were recommendations by a very close friend of mine. And I would like to say, fuck you, (laughs) for these. And, but they really impacted me and how I and how I look at relationships how I look at when I say relationships be it platonic, familial romantic everything, all the different ranges of relationships the first one is attached now I had heard of the attachment styles you're avoidant anxious and secure and how we can go between all three. With this book, when I started reading it, I was like, oh my God, I'm being personally called out and attacked. (laughs) I don't want to read this. This is a freezer book. I want to put it away in the freezer. But it's, it's highlighted an awful lot of things in my life for, again, relationships, say past romantic relationships, how I would have acted, why it is I would have acted that way. And how it is that I attract certain styles of of attached people I don't know how I'm saying that wrong but how I would attract certain people into my life with opposing attachment styles and how we do that we attract into our life what we need we attract things and things and people into our life that are going to push us that are going to trigger us and that is so we can get triggered and we can face our shit and work through our shit, work through our emotional woundings from childhood to adolescence to early adulthood, anywhere in your adult adult life. But we get triggered so we can heal these aspects of ourselves and we can really look at ourselves because when you, we're looking at people, we're all mirrors of each other. We're basically just reflecting, reflecting and projecting over and back 
the things that you like in someone are things that are within you. The things that you don't like in someone can also be the things that are within you. Or it's a trigger of somewhere that you'd like to be or it's shining a light on a way that you act or don't act. Again, going back to mutant message down under, we meet people for many different reasons. To learn, to teach, to grow. But it's how we act in these relationships that really that really shine a light on who we actually are as individuals I think the more awareness you can have around yourself the more you can relate to people and the more you can connect with people because really that is what life is about is connections and that brings me on to my next book Lost Connections by Johan Harry couldn't put it down well I was listening to it on Audible I love Audible this book uh, the concepts I knew uh, how we are social creatures how we live our life around connecting with people but this book is a is a book that every person should read anyone who's ever suffered with anxiety or depression or is going through anxiety or depression and there's a lot of people out there right now going through it but that's definitely a book you should read because depression isn't just chemical it's environmental but this book changed the way for me how I looked at how I reacted to life so I'm someone that over the years I came to this conclusion that a story is just a story it doesn't matter that really it's it's just the feelings that matter now that's true to a certain degree but I have changed my thinking on that now again down to lost connections a story isn't just a story it is part of who you are and sometimes you need to tell that story for it to be validated and I know technically that's looking for external validation but it's not really because when you speak your truth when you speak your life that's self-validation and that's standing in your power but I'm also someone who believed that (laughs) yeah I always believed that I make me happy you make you happy we have to have boundaries and separation nobody's happy my happiness can't be put down put on anybody else and nobody else's happiness can be put on me and yes that is true to a degree 90% (laughs) but what I had done was I had shut down from letting people in at all and for asking for help I didn't realise that I had stopped asking for help I stopped asking for help a long time ago because I felt 100% responsible for my own life and that is true I am 100% responsible for my own life but that doesn't mean that I can't ask for help and that I can't open up and connect with people it was with reading that book that helped me to really open up again I had closed my heart 
so much to any form of connection, friendship connections, family connections, romantic connections, everything. I completely closed myself off. And I didn't know where to start even opening my heart again. But again, that was an internal journey. Again, going back to the alchemist. The treasure is at your feet. I had to go on that inward journey. But I learned to ask for help. My sister has been a rock in my life, my entire life. And for a time, I'd stopped talking to her. Not that we weren't talking, but I'd stopped opening up to her about a lot of stuff. And within the last year and a half, I finally have started opening up to her again. So much so our relationship is just even, we have such a strong bond. Um, I know how lucky I am and I'm forever grateful for that. But Lost Connections really taught me is to let people back in. And I'm forever grateful for that lesson. And the last book is The Body Keeps the Score. This book teaches us <laughs> a lot about somatic work and how traumas get stored in the body and how we have to connect back in with our nervous system. But it shines a light, now this is a real freezer book, it shines a light on how it is that we react to traumas over long term. So the likes of anyone suffering with PTSD. This is the first time I'm going to say this on the podcast, but it is something that I suffer with is PTSD. It's getting better through somatic work and a lot of research. I've dived into trauma work and body work and mind-body connection. I find it fascinating. I love how the mind works, but it's not actually the mind. It's the nervous system. Everything comes back to the body. Everything comes back to the nervous system. When we actually listen to our bodies, oh, you're getting the answers. You ask yourself a question, any question, about what it is you should do, where it is you should go in life. Feel how your nervous system is reacting and responding. It's even the same, like when you think of training and you think of muscle memory, your muscles remember certain movements. It's the same within your nervous system. Your nervous system remembers. When you've been triggered, when your nervous system has been triggered, it stores that trigger within the body so that the next time you are in a quote-unquote threatening situation, your nervous system is going to respond. There's nothing wrong with being triggered. It's that is your nervous system's way of letting you know something's going on here. I don't feel too great. Check in with me. Is this the right thing that you're doing or not? But The Body Keeps the Score is a fantastic book for getting clarity on that. For me, one of the biggest things that I've been working on is the freeze response. So fight, flight or freeze. 
and this book goes into the physiological effects that are happening within the body through stress and through trauma. There's an actual physiological response of an area in the brain that switches off and that area is the same for someone who's having a stroke and that's your vocal mechanism then. For me I tend to lose my voice in fearful situations and I've beaten myself up massively over that uh, for that over the years but even getting that clarity or getting the confirmation that it's not actually my fault there's an actual physiological response happening within my brain in a threatening situation wow I could finally be compassionate towards myself that took away that book has helped take away so much guilt and me beating myself up I've now got so much more compassion for myself and understanding I feel that when we understand things in life they're not as scary anymore when we don't know something when we're ignorant towards something of course it's going to be scary When, when we get more information the more information we have the more knowledge we have the more power we have that age old saying knowledge is power the body keeps the score gave me back my power and gave me back my compassion for myself and I'm forever grateful for all of those books Five People You Meet in Heaven, 11 Minutes, The Alchemist, Mutant Message Down Under, Attached, Lost Connections, The Body Keeps the Score. They have all helped me through in different stages of my life. They've all given me lessons, some good, some bad, some ugly, but it was all a journey. And I'm still on the journey. I'm only friggin' 34. I've hopefully got another 60 years ahead of me. So I can only imagine what other lessons I'll get from other books. <laughs> Now I have gotten, there are countless other books that I've read that have really helped me through. But it's these seven that has helped shape me who I am as a person today. And I know I'm going to change even further. Nothing in life is permanent. Everything is constantly changing. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. So happy Friday and happy hormones. <laughs>